From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Uh, I am Jerry Brooks, as always, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and we've got ourselves another busy news day. Um, Before we get into it, uh, just to let you know, you can always email us at inblackandright at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out our website, inblackandright.net, and all sorts of things that we've got on there. Uh, just simply go to the home page, scroll down a bit, and you can get a link to our Rumble page where you can see In Black and Right Daily and our entire archive of videos and interviews. Uh, big news today, right now, uh, President Trump is in is going to be speaking in Manchester, New Hampshire, a huge uh, beginning uh, for his campaign since it is the state with the very first primary. And from what I'm looking at right now uh, on my TV here in the studio, it's a there's life, there's energy. The folks are. Loving it. There are folks who've come even uh, as far away as Massachusetts to listen to him. And it is going to be really interesting to see what he's going to be talking about in his speech today in New Hampshire. So as soon as that uh, comes about, I'll uh, I'll try to see if I can get uh, a little bit of it for us uh, today. Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a crazy day. And normally I, I leave subjects like economics and so forth to others uh, because they know more than I do. I'm not really a numbers guy, but given what I've seen today, may, three stories, three very important stories, about the economic future of our country. First of all, the news today, the GDP, the economic growth for the first quarter of 2023, was at an abysmal 1.1%, which was lower than economists' expectations at 2%. I mean, my gosh, that's not exactly what I would call a reason to, you know, get all happy and open the champagne, we've got an economic slowdown. And there are three, uh, three reasons why we're dealing with such lame growth. Number one, interest rates. They are still going up and up and up. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is not... Uh, I mean, there's going to be a meeting of the Fed here in just the next few weeks... Uh, I don't know if he's going to hold back to interest rates or a minor uh, increase or what have you. But that's a big one. And now he's talking about a mild recession. I'm sorry, Mr. Powell, but where the heck have you been, dude? 
We're already in a recession. That's bad enough. Number two, another reason why we're having this pathetically slow economic growth, inflation. That's right, Bidenflation. Have you ever, you know, even though they're saying, oh, well, we're getting it under control. Really? Have you been to the gas station? Hmm? I've talked to people that I know around the country. In Arizona, Arizona, a pretty decent place, $5 plus a gallon for regular in Arizona. Same situation in Nevada. Uh, $5 in Washington State. And California? Ooh, I don't even want to go there. That's a mess. But folks, yeah, this is what we're dealing with. Ever go to the grocery have been to the grocery store lately? Buy a dozen eggs? Five over five dollars a dozen. For eggs. I remember not that long ago when eggs, you know, buy a dozen eggs, you could get it for less than two bucks. Like a buck fifty, something. This is ridiculous. And of course the happy talk from people like Grandma Janet Yellen and all these other folks is, oh, our economy's fine. Right. Okay. Sure. I mean, if you're going to believe the happy talk, yeah, that, that's messed up. But the real big um, catalyst for inflation, government spending. That's the big one right now. And right now you've got the debt limit fight on Capitol Hill, which is a very important fight because it is a test. It's a test of the resolve of the House Republicans. It's a test to see if Democrats actually have some sense and are willing to negotiate instead of using their usual tactics of going on the mainstream corporate media and trying to scare the living daylights out of people and try to blame it on the Republicans, which is predictable and lame as hell. Pardon my French, but I'm, this is such an important fight. You've got these three elements working at the same time. Int rising interest rates, inflation that's still a mess, and government spending, which is an even bigger mess. With a $32 trillion national debt, Biden's $6.8 trillion budget dead on arrival. And even though, yes, yesterday uh, the House Republicans uh, did pass their bill uh, to, uh, to work on the debt ceiling, uh, that's certainly one. But, oh my gosh, this is insane, folks. Sorry about that, just a little technical difficulty, but I'll tell you what, this absolutely blows my mind, utterly blows my mind, to see what the, but Biden and the Democrats are willing to do uh, to this economy just because they want to quote-unquote finish the job their job is to destroy the American Republic. That's their job. That's what they want to do. 
This is Barack Obama's third term. And listening to people, listening to Biden and others, you know, it's the mega Republicans. It's like, no, it's not the mega Republicans. Sorry. Absolutely sorry. That's not cool. It is not the mega Republicans you have to worry about, ladies and gentlemen. It's about the current political class that's ruling Washington. A weaponized, weaponized law enforcement, certainly, uh, with the FBI and the DOJ and everything else. You've got all kinds of corruption. The Biden crime family, loaded to the gills, uh, owing all kinds of favors and influence peddling uh, to the Ukraine, to the Ukrainians, and to the communist Chinese. Seriously? Oh my gosh. That, that's a mess. It is a full-blown, full-grown, white-hot mess. Now, just want to play a little bit of Russ Vogt, president of the Center for Reclaiming America, who was on Steve Bannon's war room. And I'll tell you, this is a warning to the MAGA Republicans. you got to go on offense. You need to actually show you've got some steel in your spine. And so far, I will give credit where credit is due to Speaker McCarthy. But there's more to this than meets the eye. Just want to play a little bit of what Rutt's vote had to say. Let me zoom in on that specific point about the merits of it. So my plan to get to balance in 10 years was $10 trillion in savings over 10 years. It wasn't $10 trillion in the first year. And so what this plan, the reason I support it is because if you're thinking about how in divided government, where you pick the fight, you pick it on the woke and weaponized bureaucracy. And of my plan, we had $3 trillion in discretionary savings. That's what this plan does. This goes, it puts hard caps in law every year and forces the fight this year, has a $4.5 trillion total in, in cuts and savings, a trillion of it in the first year, Things like uh, cuts to the bureaucracy, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, uh, Climate Green New Deal, student loan bailout, work requirements uh, on food stamps and Medicaid, which is, I think is the best place to go to start on mandatory spending. So that's, I think, setting the terms for going on offense. And I think the clips you're showing is the cartel and the regime media getting their, a handle over what they didn't expect to happen. They thought that McCarthy would never governed from the right and put on the floor as the first opening salvo, a package that would get people like me to support it. And he's got the moderates on board because you have other people out there like Judd Gray. And I did have to laugh just because of the just clear ridiculousness of talking about commissions and nonsense when the real fight is the bureaucracy. And for the first time in a generation, we have a chance to go after that with the leverage point of the debt limit. Okay, thank you, Mr. Vote. That's what I'm talking about. The deep state, the administrative state, and the Democrats' love of keeping especially minorities multi-generational dependence upon government. Ooh, did I say that? Yes, I did. Because that's exactly what they do. 
every single election cycle, every two to four years. And yet, black folks will still vote for Biden in spite of the fact that he's, one, he's a racist, and he has a history of it. Number two, what have Democrats done for black folks except keep them mad, keep them bound, and keep them completely under control with, and with entitlements and other things? Yet, every single solitary inner city that I know of is a mess. D.C.'s a mess. New York's a mess. Chicago's a mess. San Francisco, Los Angeles, it's a, they're all a mess. They're not, and yet, I've never understood why black Americans still vote for Democrats in spite of what's been done to them by Democrats for at least the last 60 years. I've never understood it. It's some type of psychological stronghold that somehow they've been they've been programmed and indoctrinated into thinking that Republicans are racist and they're terrible. Yet it was still a it was a Republican who freed the slaves. That was Abraham Lincoln. The Emancipation Proclamation, January 1st, 1863. Look it up. Who did LBJ have to go to in the 60s with the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act to get it passed? He had to go to the Republicans to get it passed. The Republicans. Because too many Democrats, especially Southern segregationist Democrats, like Robert Byrd, uh, and Al Gore Jr., oh, sorry, Al Gore Sr., and others, Orville Faubus, these are names that black folks don't know because they've been lulled into thinking, they, they've been lulled into groupthink. Don't think for yourself. Don't be an independent thinker. And people like myself and people like Candace Owens and others, other black Americans who have embraced conservatism, Oh, we're terrible. We don't know what we're doing. Blah, 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 blah. Boring. Ugh. But still, uh, we still have to deal with this. We, have to, we absolutely have to deal with this. Because if we don't deal with the debt and spending and actually prioritizing what's important and negotiate for it, then we're just going to be a ticking bomb looking for a place to go off still. And, hey, your kids are not going, your kids, your grandkids, are going to be nothing more than drones, slaves to a government that will essentially make them slaves to work and pay off the nation's debt. And it will never, ever happen. You would, have, you would be dealing with austerity, the likes of which would blow your mind. It would be even worse than the days of the old Soviet Union. And, I, and I've seen the old Soviet Union. Ay caramba, what a mess. So yeah, we got to deal with this. We have to deal with this. If we don't, we're going to be absolute idiots. And we will have 
what's coming to us. So let's, well, before I start really ranting on that, uh, let's check out something else that I found interesting <coughs> from just the news. Texas headline, Texas legislature could restrict district attorneys from refusing to prosecute some crimes. The sub-headline, the bill was filed after five district attorneys issued a public statement saying that they would not comply with a legal opinion issued by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Okay, this is going to be really stinking interesting. Now, here in Florida... People may not remember the story about the district attorney in Tampa who essentially said that he, he wasn't going to prosecute certain crimes uh, just like the other woke district attorneys, like Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, like Kasner in uh, Philadelphia, and also the George Soros bought and paid for slave attorneys in Chicago and St. Louis. But yet, just recently, the district attorney in Austin pressed a case where an, a, a military veteran killed a Black Lives Matter protester uh, during the 2020 uh, riots. Okay. That was really weird. But in Florida, when the district attorney of Tampa uh, essentially said, you know, we're not, I'm not going to be prosecuting certain crimes, well, apparently word of that reached Tallahassee and the governor's office. Now, Florida doesn't play around. This isn't New York. No, no, no. We've got a governor that does not take any crap. He doesn't. So what did he do? He went down from Tallahassee to Tampa, went to the district attorney's office, probably with a couple of uh, armed state troopers, and saying, thank you, your services are no longer needed, you're out of here. And wow, that really blew people's minds, especially the mayor of Tampa and, and, and Democrats, and they're screaming, griping, moaning, blah, blah, blah the former district attorney trying to sue DeSantis, trying to get his job back or whatever, not going to happen because the go Governor DeSantis had and still has the legal, constitutional, and statutory right to do what he did. And he was backed by uh, <laughs> and he was backed by the Attorney General Ashley Moody. Yeah, okay, gotta love it. Yay, happy. But, still, this is crazy. It is absolutely insane that you have these people, these, these district attorneys who have a very clear job and a very clear responsibility, and they won't do their job and they're going to fight against, um, he's going to fight against uh, the Attorney General of Texas. Frankly, I pray that the bill gets passed, Governor Abbott signs it, and he goes 
to each of these district attorneys, all five of them, and fires their sorry butts. It's like, thank you, you're going against the, the wishes of the Attorney General, you're not going to do your job, you're in violation of your oath, you are done. Oh God, I'd love to see it. Oh God, how I would love to see it. Uh, that's certainly one thing that would make my day and make, frankly make my year because these woke prosecutors who have been bought by George Soros need to understand in a state like Texas, which is very much law and order, just like Florida, I don't know, I don't know what is in your mind that you think you can just simply do this and not pay a price for it. I don't understand. Ay, 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 ay. But that's okay. You know, keep on doing what you're doing. And hopefully you won't get a visit from either Governor Abbott or maybe even Lieutenant Governor. I don't know. But still, y'all need to be given the boot. Because if you won't do your job, then fine. We'll get somebody else who will. Thank you very much. Oh. But, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. Want to end the day with this little piece of news. Now, West the state of West Virginia is a very Trump state. Very red state. Trump won in 2020 by, like, 40 points. And the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, a one-time Democrat turned Republican has now officially filed to run for Joe Manchin's Senate seat next year. Because apparently Joe Manchin can't seem to make up his mind whether he is uh, from West Virginia or the swamp. Because he's been very wishy-washy and flip-floppy, <laughs> if those are actually words, when it comes to the concept of environmental rules. In a state like West Virginia which is a very coal-rich state, you mess with that industry, you're not going to be popular, to say the least. And that's the nice way of putting it. So I don't know if Manchin is going to run for re-election, but I'm really hoping Governor Justice will essentially get some justice for the people of West Virginia and take over a mansion seat to where that would be a Senate flip that would just absolutely drive people nuts. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping he does because Manchin really needs to go. He really needs to go. And because what he's done to the people of West Virginia and his support for certain things, I mean, it's just like, uh-uh, so, something ain't right. So, you wonderful folks in West Virginia... Hey, vote for Governor Justice, kick Manchin out, and you won't have to deal with a wishy-washy, flip-floppy United States Senator representing your great state. So, yay happy on that one. Oh, as uh, getting ready to listen to President Trump uh, speaking in Manchester, New Hampshire, I'm going to say so long for now. Um... Tomorrow on WTF Friday, uh, I'll see about getting some of the clips from his speech. 
And I have a feeling it could be a little bit of a stem winder, given what's happened with Tucker Carlson and other uh, various issues that have gone on this week. So take care, everybody. Uh, uh, also, like I said, just a little bit of a reminder. Uh, check us out in blackandright.net. Check out our online store and our merchandise. Uh, also, on our homepage, you can scroll down and you can get a, a, a link to our Rumble page and see all of our videos and just simply subscribe and follow. That's all I ask. So, and tell your friends. So, God bless everybody. Take care of yourselves. See you tomorrow. And, as always, Patriots come in all colors. <laughs>